0: Lovely neighbourhood. Just a little note to let you know, Ange and I usually record these episodes on the day or the day before they come out. This time we recorded a little while in advance, but that means we missed a lot of things that have happened in the world since then. So we'll catch you up in the next episode. These are the yays of our lives. I'm Sarah Davidson or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer-turned entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way.
1: Hi Bim. My room is a mess, Bim. You didn't tell me. Sure it's <laughs> like, it like a j-string on the
0: bed. Oh, stop it. Put all your naughty things away. Are they your Harry Potter pajamas? (laughs) (laughs) The ones we have the same of? Oh, my God, they're my favorite. (laughs) Well, welcome back to another dose of yays of our lives. We had the most fun doing our Valentine's Day episode. And you guys obviously seem to enjoy it a lot as well. We had some really lovely messages. We had a lot of otter pictures, a lot of bestie bloopers. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, then go back and listen. We've decided to put at the end of each episode to see who's listening all the way to the end, a little call out to send us something if you're listening. And it'll be a different thing every episode. So wait and see what we ask for this time.
1: Yeah, I feel like we, although let's be real, we probably enjoyed that podcast the most in terms of all the podcasts that we've done. Oh, that was because our favourite, for sure. Well, partly because we were away and it we was so zen, but also partly because we were with each other. And also it was a topic that we're both just confident in because it's just about our friendship. And people <laughs> seemed to froth it. People were like, that was my favourite episode ever. And I was like, God, like that's slightly an insult, but that's okay. Like insult to you, but that's fine. <laughs> If that was the best one.
0: No, I think it was so. I had, I, like, I kind of feel like we recorded that one for us to just have a little walk down memory lane and have a great time. And then the side effect was that a couple of people enjoyed it and hadn't heard the story before. So it just was a win win situation. I'm so glad you guys all enjoyed it. How many do you, people do you reckon
1: realized after the episode that we weren't sisters? Because I, on the weekend, had a friend over paving and he was like, oh, I was talking about my, like, Jen. I was like, oh, she's an OT too. Oh, and then I didn't say her name. I was like, oh, my sister's an OT. He's like, oh, Sarah. It
0: like, <laughs> oh, happens did. all the he time. Like, oh. People are like, oh, cute, your sister, Ange. I'm like, oh. Sometimes I correct them. Most of the time now I'm like, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, whatever. We look so same. <laughs> But then when I talk about all your other siblings, um, Alex, st- but you don't have seven siblings. I'm like, oh. I mean, it's too hard to explain. <laughs> Just go back and listen yeah. to our Valentine's Day episode. Now we have a point of reference. You're not even the right Asian. Mm, <laughs> true.
1: <laughs>
0: and the cutest thing happened today. I was back at Monash, my old stomping ground, where I went to uni. I graduated 10 years ago. Oh, my God. But I had the great privilege of going back to speak at O-Week today I met the uh, incredible former CEO of Facebook Australia and that was amazing but I also got the chance to do a meet and greet afterwards and I met some amazing, amazing students. Some of them were in like their fifth day of uni ever but a couple of them came up and were like, I listened to you and Ange and you guys are so funny and I love you so much and like you just have the most beautiful sister relationship and I was like, I mean, sure. Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Did you listen to the same episode? I know. (laughs) How was your week since our Valentine's Day escape?
1: My week has made me realise that I'm ready to retire. I was at the office. It was so funny. I was at the office and I came back and everyone's like, how was your weekend? I was like, it was so good. And then I just blurted out, like just jokingly. I was like, I'm ready to retire. And then the physio manager walks past. She was like, and we both looked at each other. And I was like, Kidding kidding <laughs> like my big boss I love my job yeah I love my job keep me forever no I um, uh back at work which is exciting on the weekend me and I had my mates come over and we paved the backyard I've realized I love pottering now that I've got my own place I feel like I'm an adult and all I do is potter we, we did the we did the whole kind of patio we paved the whole thing in a day and I feel like I didn't touch my phone once, which was actually so nice. Someone commented and was like, this is so wholesome. And so I was like, oh, wholesome. Really? But then I realised it was. So, yeah, we just just um, <laughs> been doing a lot in the garden and then been back to work, which is good. The COVID's kind of died down a little bit. I'm going to touch wood when I say that because I'm going to jinx something. But it means the hospital is a little bit more, I guess, stable, which is nice.
0: It's so funny. I feel like when we first met, I was always pottering. 'Cause it's age appropriate thing for me to do on the weekends, <laughs> just pot around and do do my random life admin and my like little vacuuming and just like little home projects and you're always doing like fun, young, energetic people stuff. Or you were like working or you were with your uni mates and you're like, what is even pottering? And now I'm like, see, pottering is the best. Literally. It's such I love a weekend, pottering.
1: yay. <laughs> I bought so many shovels. You know when you like when you're young, like because I'm 25, I now fall out of the 24 year old cinema ticket category so now i'm actually (gasps) old lady and now because i'm in a different era of my life being 25 and 20 days like not counting but that's what i am i find more excitement in buying the newspaper and also buying shovels for my garden
0: Oh my God, but you, okay. So we've spoken about this before, but I think I really have to emphasize you have hit this before your time. Like you've always been (laughs) in a good time in many ways, but hanging around us, like you've rubbed off on us and made us way more spontaneous, ready for a red hot crack, like go with the flow. But we've rubbed off on you in that you potter now. You potter too early. You enjoy bunning strips too early. And just so everyone knows, Ange has never had, you've had like wild child in terms of, backpacking, traveling, mm. couch surfing, meeting new people, but you've not really done the whole like wild nights out kind of thing. You just skip no. straight to like nana life. And I feel like there's going to be a point in life where it comes out at a really inconvenient time, like 55 when you're at the bowls club and you're the one who like brings all the bevies and it's like, let's have cocktails, people. That's totally up to you.
1: I always say that I live like I'm Benjamin Button. I live in reverse. Fun fact: I've never been to a club. That's one thing. So I've never did the club life. The like get get smashed life. Never, I've never been a festival gal either. So I've never done that whole like crazy thing. Never been to the casino. The more I open my mouth, the lamer I feel. So <laughs> I just say, guys, just set the record straight. I got drunk one time in Poland. I got hungover. I'm just like the rest of you. One, One
0: time. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, wait, two times. So I think we spoke about this last week, but the only other time Andrew's gotten drunk is when we were all here pressuring you because we were all a bit older. We had New Year's together. It was a bunch of friends. We went to the house that my mom grew up in, in a small country town for a couple of New Year's in a row. And it was so, so lovely, really mm-hmm. chill, really relaxed, except on New Year's, we were like, of course, just for the fun of it, like, let's play Goon of Fortune. And Angela was like, what's Goon of Fortune? And we're like, oh, we forgot. You've missed that whole <laughs> <What's>
1: go- phase. <laughs> that was so me. Go- <laughs> I googled it in the corner. hoping hope you wouldn't see me. So I knew like, I was in with the crew.
0: But then, you know, we were all like, well, okay, sure, you've been drunk in Poland once, but we've never seen you be drunk in Poland. We've never seen you, like, lose control and be a bit silly. And you're the one in the appropriate age bracket. So for our entertainment... Let's, like, have a big New Year's. So then Ange took it upon herself as, like, the high achiever that she is and was like, oh, so in Goon of Fortune, we obviously had the goon bag in a very classy manner pinned up onto the clothes horse. God, Australia was amazing. <laughs> and then we had a sock that was just placed randomly. And if the sock landed on you, you had to do a tequila shot. And was like, I'm just going to make the sock land on me all the time because I just want to speed up this process. Like I don't, you know, I don't do this very often, so I'm just going to go hard and fast. So she drank like half the bottle of tequila in one go. Don't hate the player, hate the game, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's the only time I've ever been genuinely like get out of my face. I am so, longest views, all the love, everyone, like do, you know, you do you, but Ange got like absolutely like, I can I need to sh- I think I should share the photo. Do you think?
1: I give you permission. I give you permission.
0: Do I have permission? Okay, you have guys. as permission. you know, our visuals get shared after the fact. So refer to visuals on social media when this comes out. and was like halfway through a conversation, but still in the air, face planted on the like picnic blanket, dead passed out, but then would wake up. I tried to give her carbs because she didn't eat so that she would sober up and she was like, oh, avo and toast. You made me avo and toast, smashed the toast onto her face, wiped the avocado <laughs> all over her face, then found a gumboot. None of us know where she got the gumboot from, one gumboot, but was injured <laughs> on the other knee. So found a walking stick and is walking around with this gumboot and these like weird headdressing that you found. <laughs> I don't know where you found all this stuff. It was amazing.
1: There's, there's videos of avocado on face also. I do give you permission to share. Can I share the
0: videos?
1: Yeah, I give you permission. I feel like it's time. I'm now 25. I'm a mature girl. I'm a mature adult. <laughs> I give you permission. Um, do you know what's really funny also? So, you know how I always talking about that one time I had a hangover, one time I got drunk. I have it in my travel diary.
0: <gasps> Read the I, entry.
1: It's so freaking funny. It was in Poland. This is why I love writing. I don't if people don't write, I would highly recommend it because there's things you don't remember. Well, there's Everything things that you, you do don't remember but, from travel. Well, that and also you like you can recall the situation, but most people can't recall like exactly in detail what's happened.
0: And I this write is the weirdest stuff in my travel journals. Like I go back and oh, I'm yeah. like, why did I even say that? Like I'll be like, and then the meal came out and the avocado was like a tiny bit too hard and it was really upsetting. And then the tomatoes were like really red. Like I just write so much detail. <laughs> and then I look back, I'm <laughs> like, dude, relax. <laughs> I thought it'd be really funny to draw
1: diagrams as well. So I even drew a diagram of my hostel.
0: Cute.
1: I know. Anyway, so all right, here we are. 10.30 a.m. Krakow, or Krakow. 22nd of November 2015. Goodness me, this is what i written. Pretty sure I'm experiencing my first hangover. Holy crap, I'm so fried. How am I writing? <laughs> Not too sure. <laughs> Ellipsis. <laughs> With my nails digging into my skin because they're so bloody long and being nauseous as hell, I'm pretty sure I'm doing okay. I can't recount how many shots we had and the detailed details of what happened, but. I can tell you the outline of the night, ellipsis. At 7.30 p.m., we had our first shot. I can tell you that it was hazelnut and tasted really good. And then our second, third, fourth, fifth happened, and it got totally worse as the shots went on. Then we had a beer, which was pretty much like water. I won that pretend who can finish that beer first game. Pause. I literally wrote pause because I was interrupted (laughs) while I was writing my diary. (laughs) pause eliza (laughs) says we had six shots (laughs) like no kidding i wrote pause in capital letters
0: oh my god you flog
1: pause eliza says we had six shots we somehow made it to 24-hour dumplings where i apparently tried to add a female worker on facebook due to the large consumption of liquid we all needed to pee but didn't want to pay for one, nor did we, and then I stopped writing, so I must have fell asleep, fallen asleep. But the thing <laughs> i started to write was that we all decided to wee in the in the park and the grass in cracker in the in the Central Park or whatever it was. Anyway, oh so my god, my bush wee,
0: wow, bush wee, wow, yeah, wow.
1: Off topic, we have gone such a tangent. Bim, how was your week? <laughs> so, just a
0: little, <laughs> little note. Drink responsibly. Neither of us are really big drinkers. I didn't drink for seven years. Everyone knows Correct. that story, I think. And has been drunk twice, so definitely not promoting drinking of alcohol. And yeah. we did not plan that as a dot point for this episode, <laughs> so I don't even know how we got there. How did you just have your diary ready also, weirdo? I have it next to my bed. I write a lot. Oh, haven't you gone through more diaries since 2015? Uh, that's like my
1: travel diary, so they kind of all sit next to my bed. Oh, cute. Like pink is for travel and black is for feelings. Black like-
0: <laughs> Black is for breakdowns. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just big walkers,
1: big walkers. <laughs> it's a big boy,
0: it's a big boy. Yeah, big boy <gasps> a big boy, a big boy. <laughs> so Noosa was amazing. I went up for uh, my dear friend Nat Warner, who some of you guys may know as the brains behind Green Street Juice. One of my dearest friends. It was her wedding. She got married on the twenty second of the second, twenty twenty two, which was so special. And we actually ended up flying out. So I because I spoke at Monash today, I had to get the last flight out after. Her wedding. So we were booked to go on the, you know, leave and come home on the last flight. It was only two or something days, but at the moment I'm sort of any opportunity to travel. I'm like, just life is too short. Just go and see your loved ones, you know, make it to all the special events and worry about being sensible later. So we're like, it's only two days, but we'll, we'll make it up there. Because the flights are so sporadic at the moment, they canceled the two. Like that flight and the one before. So it, we got cancelled twice. And then they merged like the full day of passengers onto one flight out that day. So we ended up missing the actual event but (laughs) we got to see her for the whole day before and the day before that doing the preparation and hearing about how exciting it was. And it worked out really well because it meant that Sarah Diorio from Organica, who did this incredible color in my hair, who's one of my other closest friends, and I, we got nat to ourselves and we got to meet her beautiful new baby, Apollo, who we hadn't met. And this time last year, we were with her when her belly was about to pop. So seeing her only once in the year and the next time she has a little human, like we just were celebrating life and they're two of my most wonderful friends. It's like who, how I am with you. I'm exactly who I am. There's absolutely no filter or, you know, when you know when you can travel really easily with someone, you know that you're truly at ease and fully comfortable with them and we they're not really on their phones very much, so it was good for me to put my phone away. We swam in the ocean every day and it's funny how time suspends I think sometimes and it was only two days but it felt like a week and my cup is so full and it was so amazing.
1: Oh, I did not know you missed the wedding that sucks but also a bit of sweet. silver linings.
0: Total silver linings like we weren't there for the day they actually got married officially on the second of the second 2022 20, so they did like <gasps> the birthday. proper yeah yeah two Tuesday See. so they did it like all the official signings and everything because that you know, that day was the first alignment of all the twos, but they ended up having to move it back. So they did the, you know, uh, beautiful garden party ceremony. Um, and I got back yesterday and then did the talk today and it's been a really, really lovely week. I think being around babies... We also saw um, another one of my dear friends out there, Melissa Ambrosini, and her new baby, and I hadn't seen her since she was pregnant. And being around babies, so their two babies are friends as well, which was (laughs) just the loveliest. We had an afternoon of them rolling around on this mat, and we were just letting them you know, roll all over us. And being around children, especially when you've been around those women pregnant, the miracle of that bump is now an actual human being. Just... Something about that gives you such perspective on how beautiful life is and how crazy nature is that, you know, even things like, I didn't know this, like, I'm sure I'll go through this whole journey and this podcast will turn into a birthing motherhood, childhood podcast. I'm sorry, everyone in advance, but I didn't know that like the body is so clever when you're breastfeeding, the... Mum's body it goes two ways so the milk isn't just coming out the saliva of the baby is going back in so that the mother's milk can then tailor to what things they know are missing in the child so if it needs a certain amount of vitamins or minerals or if there's a deficiency in something their mother's body can adjust the way it produces the milk like what is
1: that okay i did not know that
0: insane in the membrane like so amazing that's next look level at your face
1: <laughs> I love You're science. And I did not know that. I'm shook to the core. Cool. Oh my god! And I'm like, oh my god! Imagine how blown up your boobs would feel. Like it's a like someone's blowing into it like a balloon. You know?
0: I'm kind of excited yeah. about that part. Like the itty bitty titty committee <laughs> over here is like, um, that's going to be quite nice. You know
1: my mosquito bites. My, <laughs> my little mosquito, mosquito bites. bites.
0: I'm going to go from training bra to crop top. Like amazing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go from Kmart girl size 14 crop. To actually, to brah.
0: triple A cup, like triple A, <laughs> Guckers, like they get smaller. <laughs> so that's been my week. Pretty reflective. Yeah, really, really nice. I've got a lot of domestic travel coming up, uh, which yes. is really exciting. Oh my God,
1: Bim. March is looking hectic for you, but I was just going to say, you look happy this week. You look sprightly which is nice oh thanks
0: Pim. i don't look like a haggard old tired lady yeah well you kind
1: of you it's kind of pixelated on my screen so from what i can see from the one I'm pixel very
0: pixelated and beautiful in my pixel yeah, form you, you
1: that's because you can't see any regular. detail yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> i can see two eyes and teeth
0: <laughs> amazing that's my best representation i'm great yeah, as a I pixel. Like, i was like do you have
1: a filter on and i just realized it's on a nokia that's all
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Nokia. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> <Same time. laughs> oh gosh. So I found a random quote of the A for this week. Cool that mainly was kind of a reverse-engineered quote from a couple of our neighborhood Watch items. Guys, we officially started a neighborhood Watch thread so that we're not like scrambling on our phones trying to find the stories that we saw. So we'll hopefully be a little bit more organised in that regard. Um, A lot of them this week are about generosity and kindness to strangers, which is one of our favourite topics here. And the quote is from Winston Churchill. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. And I think it's in a strange way until you do give something to a stranger where you can get nothing in return. You don't know how, how amazing that can feel, but it actually is the most rewarding thing. You, you can't get more than you can ever get than by giving something to someone else. So I love that quote so much.
1: You are a giver though. That's something that you've taught me for sure, how to give. You and Nick, I reckon, Nick Nick's taught me a lot in terms Damn. of generosity. Yeah, I was going to say something like to make it less cheesy, but I was like, whatever. Love is love. We all love it. (laughs) Love is love is love.
0: Love is love. (laughs) Love is flying. Single's inferno. Oh, (laughs) my God. You know what's the greatest thing ever? The things we talk about, I feel like people in the neighborhood then associate that thing with us forever, like i.e. bowel movements, which I'm trying to break (laughs) that circuit. I do not want the CCA Brown to be poo jokes. Only some A few <laughs> poo jokes. but are not all poo jokes, Can't but how it. the girl at Monash today was like, "Oh my god!" And I haven't started Singles Inferno yet, but I'm really excited because I did watch Love Is Blind, and I love that one too. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! People like
1: associate us with those shows now. Yeah. And also, wait. sorry, tangent, quick tangent. Well, on TV, Tinder Swindler.
0: <gasps> oh my god. And have you watched Inventing Anna yet? Have you started that?
1: No. No. Is that the thing I was meant to watch?
0: Okay. So, okay. Tinder Swindler, but the woman. So the girl version is Inventing Anna. And instead of a doco like Tinder Swindler, it's a like, dramatization of a real story, but the same. So all the memes are like he and Anna should be together because they're like (gasps) both fraudsters. You've got to watch that next. Watch it next. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler alert.
1: Whoa. Like,
0: <laughs> wow wow oh, wow, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, oh, we're, so we're getting into a really <laughs> hilarious cycle of people listening and being like, oh, I'm gonna need the visuals, but they're gonna post the visuals later. So that's fine. <laughs> they should be. Um, we should do these live, like a video live for people who want to listen and watch live. Yeah, we do want we'll do one
1: Instagram. We'll do one as an Instagram live. I feel like that'd be fun. <gasps> we should have done the Valentine's Day one because that would have gotten a good traction. Anyway.
0: Also, this was like such a good visual at the time anyway tinder Swindler. i don't feel like we can say anything without it being a spoiler
1: no yeah just just like highly 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 recommend highly recommend
0: oh my god that's
1: so funny i was trying to say it really fast and a lot of it came out like that
0: Um, oh my god anyway so it's not like super yay in fact if anything it's like not a great reflection on humanity no but But it's it's so interesting
1: there's one part where I'm like yeah you go girl you go girl like my favorite character. Well, not character. She's real life. But
0: I know you know, highly about, recommend yeah.
1: watching it, and then we can touch base next week and give it all the spoilers. Yeah. But as I was backtrack to the serious topic, I was saying that giving you and Nick has taught me a lot of that, and I guess my parents, Nick particularly because he's a serial giver, like in so many, so 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 many ways, and he just never like particularly for me. He will just give so generously. I'll be, I'll say something, I'll just say like to a friend, like to Nick, oh, my phone's broken. Like you would normally say to your friends. And then before I know it, Nick's like, oh, here, I've just factory reset this. This is the one I've got. You can take
0: it. And I'm
1: like, what? Yeah. Or he'll be like, you know, oh, no, I don't need this. Or now you have this. Or here, I got you this. Or, and also always just material things, but he's just such a good time giver. Like, I'll be like, hey, let to go for a ride. And he'll be like, yep, let's do it. Or, like let's go for a trip and be like cool let's do it like he just knows he just is such a such a giver he's a good dude nick
0: so he's yeah good nick's talking a lot in
1: terms of giving giving and not asking for anything in return and also my friends on the weekend sometimes so little but i yeah. was like i was like this you can't just i don't know i was i was just felt really grateful but uh for, for your shout friends, out to loz
0: and Riley. Got,
1: Massively, because it was a full days, of, like, full day's work of paving and digging and just doing stuff. And I had just brought it up and they were like, cool, I'll be there without questions asked. Like they just were like, cool, let's do it. No, you know, like it just wasn't, like there's was no hesitation. It was just like, yep, let's, mm-hmm. we're doing it. Let's do it together. And I didn't realise until afterwards everyone was like, geez, you've got some good mates. And I was like, yeah, I actually, like I knew that, I do. I don't realise how good. Like it's a whole day of just mm. physical work that we all did together. So super grateful and now there's they're big hearts also.
0: Anyway, sorry. I just um, to this is not that. even funny and I don't even mean to interrupt the most beautiful love dedication, but all I can think of is in Friends when Joey's like giving, love is and, giving receiving, and receiving and giving and receiving and receiving and the giving of the receiving. <laughs> and, and receiving.
1: <laughs> if, I am a, if I'm ever a celebrant, I'm going to get his hat in that episode and go, and <gasps> receiving.
0: Giving and and receiving and the giving. And giving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's such that a good show. A- but the first neighbourhood Watch item that I sent to you in our official thread, we also have upgraded Angfoot's microphone. So, that's a big upgrade. This is, you know, Galentine's 2.0. So, Canva, the incredible tech startup, which is not really a startup anymore, but Cliff Obrecht and Melanie Perkins. Melanie is one of my absolute idols. She's an incredible, incredible woman in business. Canva is the app that I do all the quotes of the day. Templates on. There's like just so many. It's like a creative marketplace. It's awesome. Where you can use different templates to, yeah, it's so, so good. It's such a, an incredible resource. Look it up if you guys don't already know what Canva is. I'm not doing it justice. But aside from the actual product, the founders are absolutely amazing. They do such amazing things beyond just running their business. And making running a business so much easier for people like us. So they're on a mission to give away their company's wealth and that's something that I think is quite counterintuitive when you think about business. You think about accumulating more and more stuff and you know they're multimillionaires like you just don't think about the idea of them wanting to actually give away all that wealth and that that could be rewarding for them but Yeah, they're on a mission to give away all the company's wealth. They made their first donation in February, so just now recently. They're donating $250,000 to feed starving Afghans. They've actually made a pledge to give away 30% of the $55 billion graphic design company's total value towards charitable causes. So imagine pledging to give 30% of the value of your company away I mean, also imagine your company being worth fifty-five billion. Can't even imagine that. The but heck? the Canva Foundation is partnering with nonprofits, and this is only the first of many pledges to deliver this two hundred and fifty k worth of aid for the humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan. So there are twenty-four million people that are starving, which is nearly the population of Australia. It's an incredibly challenging, difficult situation. How amazing to use your your wealth that way.
1: Honestly, I have always frothed. Canva because I just love a girl boss and she's such a girl boss. I just love it. And she's Australian and she's just killing it. But it's also nice, it's humbling to know that they are not yeah, it's to to use their wealth in this way, which is really, really nice. I guess it's big, a bit different, but like Bill Gates, he's quite philanthropic. You know, he did so mm. much for damn it, what was it? Mosquitoes? They, uh,
0: the malaria vaccine. Malaria.
1: I know there's some controversy and there's always like, you know, you can think, but also in terms of looking at the positives, they could definitely just not do anything at all. So it's so awesome totally. for them to even consider 30% is a lot though. That's awesome.
0: I think people forget that like, even though, yes, they have incredible good fortune, like they're not obliged. Billionaires and millionaires aren't obliged to give away any exactly. of that money. It's just not, yeah. it's not just like for some reason we expect it, but they don't actually have to do that. They worked incredibly hard to get there and you know just because you do well doesn't mean you owe it back to everybody else exactly. so when that, they do exactly. it I think we get very critical but if they don't do it enough or whatever but you know you've got to remember they don't have to do it at all.
1: I agree I was like I don't know I think sometimes people are like oh you know they do it for publicity or they do it because they need to look charitable and I was like at the end of the day they're doing it though
0: mm. and that's
1: actually what matters they're actually doing something and their motive may be a bit different, but but they don't have to, like there's so many other things they could be doing and they really don't have to have this or do this or send money or even try, but they are. And I feel like that's worth acknowledging, even if it's for different reasons than what we'd like it to be. So start. Totally.
0: And I, I also think sometimes people do get really critical of people's motives, but I also think if the people in need get the money or the aid, does it really matter what that person's motivation was? Like, who cares if the result is the same? So, sometimes, you know, this is such a weird example, but when there was that like ice bucket challenge and people were like, oh, the charity shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't count because everyone's doing it for selfish social media reasons. I'm like, do you not think that's the cleverest way to get support for charities is to leverage people's individual, like desire to get exposed like do you know what I mean who cares if it's for bad reasons if they're doing it and the end result is the same I just think you know that's really clever of course you should do that anyway I agree so another one that I found which was in a different way of giving or making a gesture to a stranger and this one made me cry and you can imagine mum is the one who showed it to me bim so she was bawling her eyes out when she showed me she literally made us watch it at the table and it it oh I still have goosebumps thinking about it I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly but there was a young boy his name is Kyan Pennell I think it is he's 12 years old he was killed in a farm accident near Gympie so he has I think it was let me just double check I think he has autism or maybe Asperger's. I can't actually remember what, I'll, I'll find it, he, what he's because the article I'm reading doesn't have it written down. But anyway, he has, yeah, some kind of autism or Asperger's or some kind of condition. And it wasn't really known, you know, a lot of people with those conditions are misunderstood earlier in their life. It's misunderstood as a, a you know, having not a lot of intellect or not a lot of social skills, but actually often they're quite brilliant in a really specific area and it's not discovered straight away. So, it was so sad. He was killed in this accident. His parents were there um, and he was, you know, just they were absolutely devastated. The family was torn apart. But afterwards his mum found an unfinished composition of music that he was writing and I don't think anyone knew that he was so talented and he didn't get to finish it but his mum, Amanda Brearley, she put a plea out on social media for help finishing the musical score that her son had been composing in secret. So he had taught himself to play the piano just seven months before he died, literally taught himself. And I think it was January that he was caught between a trailer and a gate. It was just a horrible accident. But no one knew that he'd been composing this. And you can see there are photos in this article, I'll share it on the CZA pages. You can see he's drawn the score and written the sheet music. Like in his brain he was able to to conjure that up from scratch. And a group of volunteers from the Queensland Symphony Orchestra responded to her request and posted their video of their recording of his song and they played it at his funeral. And since then, they've had people from all over the world interpret his sheet music and finish the piece, whether it's a full orchestra, whether it's a quartet, but she gets keeps getting sent renditions of his music and it is haunting and beautiful and I have to, I'll, I'll share it so that you guys can, I'm not actually sure if I'm allowed to share the music, you know, on air, but I'll share the link so that you guys can listen to it for yourself. It is extraordinary that this 12 year old boy had made, that, made this music in his mind.
1: Oh, boom. That's so sad. I actually saw it. I didn't open it because I could see the title and I thought I'd cry.
0: So beautiful. And I think that's a different form of kindness that orchestras and music groups from all over the world have you know, drop what they were doing to to actually record a full orchestral piece of this little boy sheet music. I just think it's so. Oh, so beautiful. kids are so freaking clever. Strangers do that. Oh, so clever, so oh. clever. All you need to do is spend time with them and watch the way their little minds work, and it just ah oh, brings you so back down to earth. Another yeah. beautiful thing that came up in the news is that Victoria's Secret has finally introduced its first model with Down syndrome, which is such an exciting progression. I just think that's the most exciting thing that's happened to, with Victoria's Secret in a really long time. I'll try I was just and gonna say, them. I didn't
1: even realize they were still around.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think there's been, you know, like some some controversy around parts of their interpretation of beauty in, in recent years. But you know, it's one thing for that to happen; it's another for the brand to actually change and listen to it, and mm. you know, make make big statements or big firsts. And it looks like that's what they're doing. I really
1: Victoria's Secret introduced its first model with Down syndrome. And I'm like, finally is the <laughs> um, <laughs> I suppose the <we> <laughs> title. Uh, Sophia Dural. Hopefully I said that right. And she has the, oh, she has a beautiful Instagram, Sophia Dural, J-I-R-R-A-U. Oh, and she's so awesome. Yep. Yeah, everyone, I can give her a follow and follow her journey. Cause I think that's really awesome for the whole. Downs community, but also just disability, also shining some light on disability, which you know I love. Plus,
0: plus, 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 plus. <laughs> plus, plus. Another beautiful gesture of uh, kindness for strangers. Ashley Manning, who's a mother of four in Charlotte in the US, had an idea on Valentine's Day to show love to people who might be needing it the most. And she raised over twenty k in donations, $20,000, and 300 volunteers got on board to help assemble bouquets to deliver to widows and widowers on Valentine's Day. Oh, I saw that. It's the That's second cute. Valentine's Day that she's done that. Last year she surprised over $120 widows if you guys want to follow her she's at prettythings.charlotte. charlotte what a beautiful idea it's called the valentine's day widow outreach oh and there's videos and photos of all the bouquets and of people building the bouquets and then delivering them oh my god that just is the sweetest thing i've just got two other super quick ones and um, we'll make this a quick one this week because neither of us have eaten dinner and i feel like that's going to make us go downhill breaking news first woman reported Cured of HIV after a stem cell transplant. In Chicago, a middle-aged patient with leukemia has become the first woman and third person to be cured of HIV after receiving a stem cell transplant from a donor resistant to the virus that caused AIDS. It was presented at the Conference on Retroviruses and Opportunistic Infections in Denver, the first involving umbilical cord blood a novel approach oh, that could cool. make the treatment more widely available. She's been free of the virus for 14 months without a need for her regular antiretroviral treatments. I watched a movie recently, I can't remember which one it was, there's a few that document when HIV was first becoming a bit of a, a pandemic around the world and what a death sentence it was. And to see modern science break through like this and the fact that someone doesn't need the antiretrovirals is just, oh, medicine gives me shivers. I feel
1: like... I genuinely feel like we are in an era of such a huge change like progressive change in society but also scientific you know findings I feel it's all happening now and I feel like I'm said in every decade of my life but I feel like now you know it just in this decade we've had the yes vote go through we've had changes in like you know the progression with lgbtiq community and then we've got disability awareness happening and i feel like it's happening more so these days and then we've got you know medical findings and discoveries like these hiv like movements towards cures and stuff i feel like it's all happening in this decade is that just
0: me it's all happening it's all happening i I always say it's the most exciting time to be alive there's lots of you know, risks and downsides and overstimulation and burnout and being overconnected and gratuity and all that stuff that comes with today, but it's also the most exciting time to be alive, I think, anyway. Another beautiful one, a Turkish truck driver spent his life savings planting 11,000 trees, creating a forest, and there's a beautiful photo of him standing in front of the grown trees and the forest holding a picture of what the empty earth looked like before he planted them. He's quoted as saying, I don't make money from this, but it brings me happiness. It started three decades ago when truck driver Seamus Ergonoglu began clearing a waste site. It was a waste site in Marden City. Now he's 71 and he's created a forest. Oh, what are they doing? I don't want to make money from this, but it gives me happiness. When the trees bear fruit, the people come here. They eat the fruit. They sit under the trees and become happy. Cute.
1: Cute. Oh. This is actually like
0: what we were talking about the other day in terms of,
1: if you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? And you were like this little Italian town where everyone's like self-sustainable so and like you just run yeah. trees and nature and you go to a local fishermen and do your thing and it's all just so low-key. I feel like that's kind of that vibe.
0: Yeah, so sweet. This is another random like this is what I love about this segment. It makes us go and find good news when there is as much good news as bad news. It just doesn't – it's just harder to find but I feel like this is a – it's a good project for us every week to go and find them.
1: It's a feel really like sweet you, story. I found it on. You say that, but you found every single one and I'm here being like,
0: yeah, that's a good one.
1: That's a good one. <laughs>
0: it's a good project for my me job. because it's yeah. my protest in not wanting to read the news. I spend time going and finding good news. The mum of a little boy waiting on his heart transplant at UCLA Medical Center reached out to the SAE Fraternity House to ask them to send her son a little love as he watches them come and go from his hospital window. Their response was this will be a visual. They wrote in fairy lights his name on the roof of their building so that he could see it from his hospital window.
1: Oh my God, I would cry. You know, I love fairy lights.
0: And look at the trigger for you: hills, skylights, fairy lights, ah. trigger. <laughs> 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 and the very last one for this week, which is so random, clearly they have no theme, guys. It's just what we see during the week. <laughs> the headline from pedestrian TV is Chonky Bear, Hank the Tank, is wanted by Californian authorities for stealing from the rich. Justice for my boy, Hank the Tank, and there's a little picture of a bear saying, fuck the police. Amazing. I need to actually also, all look I a little can, bit further into
1: this. I'm sorry, but all I can see from this headline is Chunky Trunks.
0: It's chonky, chonky bear. Chunky,
1: Chunky Bear. I know, but you call me Chunky Trunks and that's all I can see.
0: Once I called Ange Chunky Trunks because she rides bikes. She's got such good leg strength from all that bike riding and really like muscly legs and I jokily, affectionately <laughs> called her Chunky Trunks and my mum overheard and cracked the absolute shits at me. She was like, so angry. Sarah. I was laughing. Meanwhile, I was like, yeah, good. when there's a hard situation, Mum goes, what a clusterfuck. Excuse (laughs) me? Who taught you that? (laughs) You. What do you mean? Oh, my God. So, a 225 kilogram black bear named Hank the Tank has started a manhunt and a local civil rights war over animal rights in California. Hank the Tank, aka the chonkiest bear maybe ever, is on the run from local authorities after ransacking multiple homes for buttercrumb of pizza. The beefy bandit is linked to damage at 38 different properties following his crime spree and according to wildlife authorities, he's been the cause of at least 150 calls between law enforcement and wildlife personnel. The occupied homes were wealthy Tahoe Keys neighbourhoods. So actually I think Hank the Tank said, fuck gentrification. Oh, my God, I love that this has become news. There's all these cute videos. Look at the cute videos of him breaking into houses, Hank. I love him, Hank the Tank. He's obsessed with pizza.
1: But my good news story is a bit self-indulgent, but forgive me in advance. (laughs) Is last week. No, no, you like it, last week. I got a tattoo of Judy on my arm.
0: Oh, my God. I forgot that you got a tattoo of Judy. For everyone who's forgotten who Judy is, Judy is Ange's grandmother's sister, so great aunt, who is here from Vietnam. She came over to visit for the first time ever leaving Vietnam during the start of the pandemic or just before the pandemic. She came for three weeks. She's been here for like a year and a half, but fully has embraced the Australian lifestyle. And made a video of her. She came for three. M- she came for what?
1: Three months and she's been here for two years.
0: Two years because she couldn't get home. But also her and Benoit were having like the greatest time being best friends and Ange made a video teaching her how to kick an Aussie rules football. That went viral. Judy became famous. Judy, as we call her, she's been on all the TV channels. She's been interviewed even though she doesn't speak English, which is the sweetest thing ever. Legit. And you got a tattoo of Judy. Well, yeah, because dad was like, well, Judy has to go home
1: soon. So I think in a couple of weeks, she's actually going to go home. And I'm sad plus plus, And I'm also really impulsive. And so I was sitting in the car and I was like, babe, I'm going to get a tattoo. And you're like, of course you are. And I was like, no, literally, I'm about to walk into a tattoo parlor. We went surfing, like urban surf, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get a tattoo. Now and you're like, I can't even control you. And then I was—I just drew I can't it in the not even control you. <laughs> I drew it in the what car. What else did a you figure? get, Bim? I got is a it stick a stick figure.
0: figure.
1: <gasps> yeah, I was Judy playing. <gasps> What's my Hi, Instagram?
0: Judy Bim. That's a pixel to me. I can't see that, but awesome. Oh,
1: and then I got a son because my godmother, who I love so much, her the song she used to sing to me is um, "You Are My Sunshine." And then I got Fat Sal on my song leg.
0: So much. Oh, my God, so, explain, Fat Sal. This is the greatest.
1: Oh, me and Chris, who's like my best friend from high school, we used to write, we do still write these like birthday card letters to each other on just these random pieces of paper, like envelopes, loose leaf paper. It was always random. It was always so like almost last minute that it was just so us. And so, and Chris had made this like community of sick figures and I just don't know why we never questioned it, but it was always present in all these letters that we wrote for each other for birthdays. And one character we called Fat Cell. And just the other week I was like, oh, my God, like this is such a only you and I thing that this Fat Cell character exists and only Chris would know it and only I would know it and only like us together would know it. And then I was like, oh, can you draw Fat Cell for me? And, and I was, remember I was with you and she drew it for me like digitally and she sent it and I was like, that's 100% Fat Cell. like Because I was testing her to be like, <laughs> is it just me that thinks this is Fat Cell or do you also know this is Fat Cell? and the name fat cell also had no idea where we got that from we are we couldn't we don't focus on weight like we're just so not like physically like we don't care about physical features and things like that but fat cell just had the name fat cell because it just fit (laughs) anyway so i get as a surprise i got that tattooed on my leg and then i went home and i went to surprise her and she was just like what the heck is that and i was like it's fat cell and i found i found (laughs) one of our very very first letters to each other in 2012 and i open it up (gasps) and i realize fat cell is me (laughs) oh my god i literally got a tattoo of myself on my leg after all this time and i was like chris Fat Sal's me. She's like, yeah. I was like, are you? Kidding oh my god, me? you got a
0: tattoo of your own face. Who are you? <laughs> oh, so funny. Who are you? So, fat Sal like this
1: ugly, this ugly, funny stick figure round lady, and so she's now on my ankle. So those are the three I got. I'm very impulsive. I now oh have my god, a full I love sleeve. Fat
0: Sal. I also feel like you're the last person in the world who would ever call someone fat. So that's even funnier to me.
1: Well, that's what I mean. Like she just had. And it's the name, also you. Like- Yeah, it's also me. You're also the last person
0: who would ever get a tattoo of (laughs) 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 themselves. So the nugget for today, everyone, that you should send us if you've listened this far in the episode by DM because I'm loving the interactions on the DMs, is the worst tattoo that you've got or a stick figure drawing that you made on Instagram stories of Ange go
1: oh yeah DMO's. yeah good one good one <laughs> best one gets tattooed best one gets <gasps> tattooed
0: on Sarah on you on you <laughs> no <laughs> on you we're getting yay tattoos together but I I want you need to get that Ange on the other leg no 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 it's fat self there's no other fat to this
1: community um, who else can be in the stick figure <laughs> community
0: <laughs> you had
1: to ask Chris about that she created it Chris's stick figure community but no yes okay stick figure of my of, of aunt or what you think I look like and or your worst oh, tattoo
0: God. worst tattoo or worst tattoo you've seen like one of your friend's worst tattoos or best tattoos
1: okay just a tattoo and of maybe
0: maybe one of them <laughs> one of us will get them maybe we'll see
1: you heard it here first. Sarah is going to get one of your <laughs> shit
0: tattoos. Oh my God. Shit stickers, Nick calls them. Anyway, I can hear Nick passive aggressively walking up and down the hallway being hungry. So I'm going to call time on this beautiful episode. Right, Everyone, I hope you're having two. a wonderful week. Bam. Oh my God. We got, guys, we made it 49 <laughs> minutes in. Oh. oh!
1: <laughs> I really did need a this. is episode. not on
0: brand. Oh my god. Okay, also poll. Do we hate the poo talk? Do we love the poo talk? What do you think about the poo talk? Next week we'll share the results. See you next Let week, everybody. Talk. Bye. Bye.